Sup, y'all. Sup, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Christy. And this week we are here to talk to y'all about soulmates. Um, you know, as, as the title says and as Christy says, there's no mate like a soulmate. There you go. So um, we before we dive into all of our thoughts and opinions and feelings on soulmates, past, present, and future, um, let's do a little catch up. Okay, let's. Yeah, let's, let's, Katie. Let's. Because, <laughs> as I was saying, <laughs> we just started recording a minute ago and... Um, there was a mishap. Yeah, so... this so, is the second take. Surprise, yeah. surprise. We only made it this far, though, so here we go. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Katie and I, last week, we were remiss in mentioning that we may or may not have opened a portal to hell. Mm-hmm. Um... So what had happened was <laughs> basically we recorded an episode. It was actually our art therapy episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a little break while files were converting. We come back to replay it. was a Zoom it. recording, if you didn't know. If you yeah. didn't know. And we come back to replay the audio just to make sure everything sounds kosh. And I don't even really know how to describe the moment. So Katie and I were, we, we pop on our headphones, we hit play. And I don't remember the very first sound that I heard, but basically for the next indefinite amount of time. Several minutes. There was a sound unlike anything we've ever heard. I have a few descriptors. Yes, please. Okay. Please do tell. First one is that moment in Jurassic Park when they're in the Jeep and the T-Rex is right outside of the Jeep and like you see its nostrils and you can feel it breathing and like hear it like... That, okay, that's first one. Second one, if you've ever heard like a really scary group of whales communicating uh, underwater, think about that. And then the third one, um, I would say would be like a dementor true demon sound mixed with a lion. Like a bit of, there was a growl element to it. A growl, so like with a lion. And then the fourth one, actually, this was the other one. If you've seen Arrival, have you ever seen that movie? The movie I'm obsessed with. Okay, so it's a movie about aliens if you haven't seen it. And the, the sounds that they make they're supposed to be so big that the sounds they make like hurt their ear. Like humans aren't even supposed to be able to hear it. And that is what this felt like. This was unreal. And it was not a corrupted audio. It was not an audio that was like so well we had a couple in slow-mo. Right. That's what our our logical brain was trying to figure out. What could this be? Now here's the thing is that like we didn't even think about that because all we could do was Laugh and, and cry. Laugh and cry and just continue to listen to it. It went on for several minutes. All different types of sounds, all... But it, the the last bit of, like, what could have been an exhale, maybe, was, like, a growl. And then at one point, there were also two, mm-hmm. like, higher-pitched shrieks, like, in the background. just Like, like a T-Rex or... Like, not a T-Rex, like a pterodactyl or, yeah. like, a bird or something. But it was, like, a quick, and it was just, like, one and two in succession, and then it went back to the sound, and it was just kind of like a wave of sound. It was, like, it would get loud, and then at one point it got really loud, and then it would get low again, and it, it felt like the rhythm of it was as if it were breathing, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that it was or wasn't, but... That's what the rhythm Imagine was. Imagine if it was like sh- like a GoPro strapped to a T-Rex as a T-Rex moved through the wilderness encountering other dinosaurs and other things in the background, but you could hear it breathing the whole time. That is what it sounded like, basically. And all we could do was just listen. So here's where the plot thickens is that like we're sitting here crying because we're just in disbelief. <laughs> like we don't even know what to do. Yeah. I do record a like a small 10 second sound clip of it. So... I may or may not post it just so y'all can hear it for yourselves. But the thing is, is that it was through the headphones. So it's like very, very quiet, but it's there. And so we, I suggested to Katie to try to unplug the headphones so we could listen to it on the computer speakers. And that's when it went back to normal. Like it was regular, normal audio. It was the actual Zoom conversation. And then when we went back to plug the headphones back in and listen to again, it was gone. And then it just stopped forever. The audio has been totally fine ever since. So it's definitely not like the file got corrupted. The file is totally normal. So the options are, the only option that I can really surmise is that we record through a device that's like a compressor box type thing. I don't know. Ricky got it for us. My husband. I don't know what it is. And for anyone out there, any of you nerds out there know what it is. I don't know. We plug our headphones into that 
it's supposed to make it sound better i don't know but it's supposed it can be like a channeling device and if you're familiar with anything paranormal you can often like use a radio or some sort of recording device to channel other frequencies and hear things that are going on in other dimensions other planes or whatever you want to call them so I my working theory is that it wasn't ever the audio it's that it was plugged in and we were listening to something happening I mean it had to have been something because even if it were let's play devil's advocate here even if it were really really slow audio of the actual file it didn't sound like talking like it wasn't yeah there's no words there's no other way to describe it. It just sounded like breathing. And there wouldn't have been that the high-pitched squeal. There would have been no high-pitched sound yeah. in the audio at in general if it was somehow a slowed-down file of something. So the alternating... And, and listen, like I said, my husband, before he was a hairstylist, was very into recording music and uh, into sound production and all that kind of stuff. And he even was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know. It's unexplained. So unfortunately, it's... One of those experiences that we're going to put in the books it's as a, that we experienced together and y'all are going to be like, well, maybe it was just this. And listen, guys, we heard demons and we don't know. I don't even. We don't know. It's, it's we're a cold, dinosaurs. I don't know. It's a cold case. And you know how I feel about yeah. cold cases. I, I don't love them because I need to know what it was. You know what? Maybe I will post the audio. Just just for anybody, you can take the information and do with it what you will, whether you believe it to be a sound, a demon, whatever, when you hear it. But I will just say it is very low pitched because or low and it, was, and it was a low moment in the sound of the, yeah. of the... So just put your listening ears on and listen for something that doesn't sound like us talking, basically. Yeah, and if you're if anyone has ever had this happen to them, whether you use another type of like recording device or something, or if you've had it happen through a Zoom or through something, like Enlighten let us, us know. Yeah. yeah, because we've had... This is now our second Unsolved Mystery. The first one is that, as we've told y'all, if you missed it in the past... We had a time where our iPod players that were plugged into our auxiliary ports, or no, no, our lighter Lighting. ports mm-hmm. in our cars, because we're That's, ancient. It was back when there was lighters in cars. Yes. Um, our iPods would play each other's music. And we, even when we were nowhere near each other, we went to Best Buy, we asked the Geese Squad, we did everything, and everyone was like, yeah, that's not possible. But it, it did happen mm-hmm. for quite some time, not just once. So we, so here we go again. Yeah, and we are in just as much disbelief as you may be, but we experienced it and we know what we heard. It's like, we're like the opposite, not the opposite, but like we're like not ghost hunters, we're like just ghost encounterers. Ghost or, happen upon her. Yes, <laughs> yes, the victims of. Um, so with that being said, I mean, honestly, I don't have, did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, catch the audience up on before we dive into our soulmates? Nothing that is exciting or that people would care about. It's, you know, we're living in a dark time. What else is new? We're yeah. all getting through it the best we can. And we're here to hopefully, maybe not brighten your day necessarily, but at least take your mind off of it yeah. for a little bit so we can talk about something else, but mm-hmm. still something worthwhile and that will hopefully help. I mean, listen, we started this podcast during a pandemic, so there's yeah. never been a day, like we love to say, there's never a day on this podcast that isn't uh, troublesome mm-hmm. and in one way or another. And uh, today we're both personally, we're not going to complain. There's always things we could complain about, don't get me wrong, but uh, today let's just we're just going to focus on our feelings and thoughts about soulmates. Yeah. So the whole topic of soulmates was something that you definitely were living by. And I was still kind of, it was like one of those things for me where I feel like I heard people talk about it and I heard you talk about it. And I definitely supported you in your journey <laughs> because I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, why not? Why not look for a soulmate? But I think we're here today, at least I'm here today, to talk about how that idea is not necessarily, you know, it's not to be frowned upon. It's not anything to be ashamed of because if anything, I've, I kind of feel like I'm embodying that now, but it's just about how I'm applying it. We, I think we were just um, immature in the most real sense of the word back then, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, starting off, honestly, the truth is that I was lied to my entire life. I was told um, by movies and not even like Disney movies. We've talked about the damage Disney has done. This is more so like I was very into romantic comedies when Harry met Sally and things like that of, 
you know, there being a perfect person, this person that even if it's not convenient, that you guys are meant to be together. So you're going to have to find a way because it's destined. Um, I still fully believe in fate. I believe that anyone who was together or is together was meant to be together at that time. But I don't any longer at this point believe in soulmates. I, I don't think that they, I don't think it exists. And, and my final thoughts on like where I where I've come to now I'll save for the end of the episode and take mm-hmm. you on this journey with me a little bit because it has been an evolution but um yeah at where it stands today I no longer believe in them well it's funny because I for knowing you as long as I have it was definitely a bit of an adjustment for me to come to terms with the fact that you no longer believe in that because I kind of use that, like that's kind of how I identified you in certain ways because I mm. think a lot of the things that we did together were in quest of life. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's find him. Like, let's go to a media, like a psychic medium. Let's let's find out how we yeah. can find him. And every every person that we encountered, like, it was kind of comical because we were like, was that him? I think he might be it. I think that's him. I mean, that's yeah. what she said, and it was fun. And I think that. Again, it was with good intention, and I think it there is a lot to be said about maybe why it was so important to you and like what that tells you about maybe where you were in your life. Mm-hmm. But all of that aside, as we've gone on and you've kind of changed your mind, I'm like, but wait, what do you mean? Like, now you just don't? Like, now they're just not, you don't anymore? All right, well, then, like, what are we living for, Katie? <laughs> like, so, and here's the thing I think that to be honest, I thought that there was. I mentioned before that I was in a very serious relationship, young, kind of very young, starting at like 15 or whatever, uh, 14, something like that. And 13, I, I don't know. Sometime in my early teens, guys, I have no idea, We're no old, sense of okay. time. I was in a very like, for that age, a serious relationship. And I really loved it. Before then, I never really thought about being in a serious relationship. It never crossed my mind. It just wasn't really a thing. I did think about love I guess but not and again like not in that kind of way then once we broke up I wanted that feeling again that is when I started thinking about soulmates and what happened was I started right around that time was when I really started developing my ideas about the way that I thought that the universe worked and the world worked and I had always been like that but I was really starting to fine-tune it and What happened was I wasn't ready to focus on me. So I wanted, it's easier to imagine that you're going to find one special person who's going to make everything better than to actually try to acknowledge anything that's wrong with you or what you have to do. So I put all of my time and effort into doing that. So much so that like when I would go to psychics, I didn't ask about me or like what my career would be or what I would do. None of that was relevant. All I cared about was just finding this supposed person. Um, and then I think what happens was, you know, even though I think what happened, basically when I started dating the guy, Ian, who passed away, I, my ex-boyfriend, I, it's not, I didn't think he was my soulmate. We had only been together a short period of time but once he died I realized that it it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks how many people are out there dating people married to people who die and then move on my grandma was one of them there's a million people so who's so what does that then mean that one love is different than another or more important than another and that was when I started really breaking down my concept of like oh that's not what it's about Mm -hmm. even though I was still on a quest to find a person Mm -hmm. it was no longer about finding my soulmate because I just didn't believe that that it it just started to not make it yeah the cracks in the facade started to show to me for that whole idea and then that's when I started really starting to try to learn about myself and what I wanted and who I was and I found out that I'm my own soulmate wow Ah, uh, my own soulmate. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that all makes sense. And I think it also just shows that, you know, how you define a term for yourself is how you are going to carry on living your life. Like if you put certain restrictions on these, you know, well, that's what labels do, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that 
when there's a label and you have that set in stone in your mind, there's no wavering. Like that's, you, it has to be that or it's nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just limiting your options and it's really limiting your outlook on what could actually be out there and maybe even the opportunity to expand on that term soulmate in general. You know, like there's no option to even think of soulmate as anything else other than just one person for you and that's it. And, you know, if they if you guys break up or anything like that and you're just no longer together, then then what do you have? Right. That's the thing. Like you it, it's impossible to say it, it, when we're talking about like what classically people consider a soulmate to be. That's impossible because then that that's just based on the present or the past but not the future. You have no idea what will happen. So if you're with this person and they complete you, quote unquote, and you are soulmates and you are together for 20 years and they're the perfect person and then you find out that they've been a con artist and they've been lying to you this entire time. They have four other families and it was, so they weren't your soulmate. So then what that all is that, like you can't change the rules and change who is, is, who is who in your life and what their role is depending on their behavior. Like, I think it's just one of those things that it's convenient for people. The people who I think believe in soulmates are the people who typically you have had one love. Like, you you fell in love once and maybe you stayed with that person forever. So it's very easy for you to believe that that is your one person when in reality you just got mad lucky and if that dude would have or woman would have broken up with you, um, you probably would have had to find out that there is more than one person mm-hmm. out there for you. Well, and so my journey is a little bit different in that I never really knew what I was looking for. So the term soulmate, even hearing you talk about it, I just never really applied it to my life. And I think, of course, I've heard the term, but I feel like I never really met anybody who was as serious about it as you because then once I saw how serious you were about it, I was like, oh, maybe this is something worth looking at and I mean consciously when I think about it I still don't know I I really do feel like this is like a newer concept for me to take advantage of because when I'm thinking about soulmates and what that means to me I kind of did the same thing where I, I did fall in love once and I think that that time was probably the only time thus far that I've ever been in love for real and I did feel like that person was my soulmate like I never thought about it at the time I just knew how I felt I just felt the connection between us and I felt the it was just much deeper than anything that we could ever talk about or any common interest or anything it was just how I felt energetically vibrationally whatever with this person now granted I was young I was hormonal I was like madly in love when I first started dating them and I'm referring to seven you know Mm -hmm. I'll just out myself there but even as time went on and our relationship did start to deteriorate very slowly, I still I, I still felt like he was my soulmate, which is why I think that was part of the reason why it was so hard to disconnect because despite all of our problems, I still felt deep down that we have a connection. I think we'll always have that connection that felt like a soulmate. It was just, it's a feeling that you can't describe. It's just much deeper. Mm-hmm. So... Since then, you know, I've broken up with him and I've gone through all this life and I I think that's kind of when I was on a quest to find just love in general, not necessarily a soul. Well, no, I think a, a bit, like there was a time when I was definitely looking for that same connection. And any time that I met somebody that I thought on the surface was a replication of Seven, I, I got hopeful and then I would get disappointed because I was like, it's not the same. You're not... Right. The connection is just surface level with you. And I was tricked, you know, and I would kind of trick myself into thinking that this could be that same connection. So I kept getting disappointed. And, you know, to this day, I've done a lot of growth through the aftermath of that relationship with Seven. But I still can say he was one of them. Like he was one of my soulmates. He wasn't my only one. And I know that he won't be my only one, but I can say for sure that period of time in my life was definitely a soul connection that it won't be, it won't be the same with anybody else. Um, No, but it's also like, I think that it's one of the, I I mean, granted, this is my my viewpoint now, but 
I personally think that souls, I really, really right now resonate with the idea of a, of soul packs. You know, that souls kind of, you often stick to kind of the same groups of souls as you go through lives together. So you're not always the same role, um, but that you've you've experienced multiple lifetimes together. And I believe in, in energy returning consistently. Um, not everyone, not all the time. It's a tale for another time. But, you know, I think that sometimes when people think that it's your soulmate, it might just be somebody that your soul is extremely familiar with that has been through this with you before so when you meet them it's like it just feels very easy it feels different than other people it feels like and I think that I I think in that sense that's very real I think there are soul packs of of whole people that are, you're meant to encounter over and over and over and over I think that you and I are that way I think that uh, I think that we're that that way with Ray I know that for a fact mm-hmm. um and I think that you know maybe you and seven I even think that seven might have been in my past mm-hmm. lives. Like we have a connection in that way where it's there was something about him where when I met him, I was just like, I just felt like I already knew him mm-hmm. and then it was very easy and we fight like we've always known each other. Um, so I feel like, you know, there's certain people that it, I think that maybe that's what that is. And it's not so much that there isn't, there's somebody else out there that you've experienced other lifetimes with as well. I'm sure that you just haven't met yet and that that's the same connection you know there's, there's certain people that you come upon and I think there's been other people in both of our lives like that that I'm sure we're it's kind of like the you know the planets moving around we cross each other once a lifetime and then we keep moving on and I'll see you next lifetime mm-hmm. you know in whatever in whatever space that is yeah and I think with seven you know it's it was hard for me to let go of the idea that he was my only one, that I won't ever have a connection like that with anybody. It took a long time for me to come to terms with the fact that that's just not true because that was the only time I experienced it. So I think since then, I've definitely grown a lot, obviously. But I think where I'm at right now, when I come, when I think about soulmates, to me, it's not like this is kind of what we've already talked about like but soulmates is not synonymous with significant other mm-hmm. it's not synonymous with perfection or exclusivity or like the whole meant to be you know concept it's definitely i feel like that puts a lot of pressure on a person you know like on yourself and the other person that maybe you're viewing that way to be the best you have to fulfill me all of the time in every single way and you know, fulfill my soul. Like that's a lot of pressure, but you know, kind of like growing out of that, I think that it's definitely much more of like, it's just about connection. It's just about how you feel when you're around them, like that familiarity that we're talking about. And because I'm in the beginning stages of it, it's definitely, I don't, I I can't say for sure like what works and doesn't work for me because I'm still kind of sorting through like my old patterns and trying to make sure this is my my flaws like I'm always trying to make sure that I'm not going to put myself in another bad situation that's going to end up with me getting hurt or whatever so you know I'm kind of thinking like you know is it because like we're connected on a soulful level or is it because it's just like familiar toxic energy again that I'm attracted to it's it's that battle in my head all the time because I'm always still questioning myself every once in a while questioning myself am I doing the right thing am I feeling the correct feeling am I doing what I should be doing now that I know better well number one you're shitting on yourself well I know um we don't we are not supposed to do that (laughs) that's number one number two is that uh I think that the difference between in my opinion your soul recognizing a a soul energy or or a familiar energy or someone you're meant to get closer to it there feels that connection and that familiarity but not the nervousness the anxiety the um what people think is butterflies that is that toxic thing that you're familiar with that's setting it off even with ricky i never felt nervous i never felt um, I mean, on uh, we were only together, I think, for three weeks, and he took me to the hospital uh, for the first time. Like, we we just, 
I, I felt like I could trust him right away and there felt a, like a familiar feeling with him. Even I remember saying like vividly showing you photos of him before I even met him and saying, look how cute this kid is. I was like, I don't know who this child is, but he, he was like 16 or 17 at the time. And I was like, okay, he's too young for me. Um, but he wasn't, it turns out. <laughs> and uh, I just like, I think that there's something that will draw you to that person, but not bring up like the nervousness yeah. and the feeling of like pins and needles. And like, oh my God, I hope they like me. And like right. wanting to change yourself for them or something. Because if, if it is somebody who... It will be like, you know, we see each other. Right. Like, you're not just going to feel the connection to them. They'll also feel it to you. So if they're not feeling it back, I think that's a pretty right, right, good right. way to know that, like, this isn't it. You're just obsessed well, with someone. I mean, to kind of out myself a little bit, like, I'm going to try to keep this vague, but also it is just an explanation as to, well, it's a testament to what you're saying. Because the thing that kind of sparked this idea about soulmates recently was that, I have a friend that I've reconnected with. I mean, we have a long history. I've known this person for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. I think 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, sad to say. Yeah. But never gets easier. We've been more present in each other's lives lately, and we've remained friends over these last 20 years. And there's always been this unspoken connection that we have. It's not, we've, it's, we've just remained friends. And recently the more now that we've like grown and gone through life separately and like kind of come back together and now we're just kind of sharing what we've been through and getting to know each other as adults I feel that with this person and it's like something that I'm coming to terms with because I that's how I feel right like I don't feel the nervous energy I don't feel like I need to not be myself I truly feel at peace and that's like kind of segueing into the next part of my journey in this is like you know what does a soulmate mean to me now and for me it means peace um freedom to be myself and connection intimacy authenticity and I also feel like there is a special uniqueness to it too like it's obviously something that can't be duplicated replicated and but that's not to say that it's just one person and Mm -hmm. it also is not to say that that person is meant to be with you as a significant other Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to keep those separate and because it's a male friend I'll put that out there too but I I have female friends obviously too that are my soulmates and Mm -hmm. like Charlotte said on Sex and City maybe we just be each other's soulmates yeah and now the other thing about soulmates though is I don't it's kind of like how we were talking about love like it's not something that you can just stumble upon and find in somebody right away like it's definitely an instant connection that you feel and it doesn't happen all the time and that's why it's special and unique but it does grow I think the soulmate portion of it grows as you get to know this person because the connection is there and then once you have more experiences together and you get to know each other more that connection just builds and that also kind of just shows that it doesn't always mean that it's about love I feel like love and soulmates are different there's a there's a difference there yeah I, I think that the soulmate portion of it is there as like a foundation and then you grow to love this person now there's plenty of people that I love doesn't mean that they're all my soulmates you could marry somebody and be with someone for your entire life mm-hmm. that isn't somebody that your soul is familiar with or has been around before um and again like I, you know for the purpose of this conversation I'm going to be like refer to soulmates but when I'm when I'm saying that I'm meaning anyone that your soul has encountered before that you kind of always find each other Mm -hmm. uh friends family everyone and and listen i don't i'm not saying that like every time your soul there's i think there's souls that are always in conflict too um that travel in your pack i i have that i think in in a lot of people you know a few people in my life that this isn't the first lifetime we didn't get along um you know i think that there's that that same love and that but also that same difficulty that circles back around lifetime after lifetime and you're meant to learn things from each other and help each other through things so the way that I see it is like imagine if there's like a bunch of I don't know like little spirits zooming around the place and once in a while you encounter somebody else on their journey and while you're on yours and it would be beneficial for both of you for one of you both of you to be in each other's lives for that amount of time that's what's going to happen you're going to drift apart and then you'll come back together the next time I think it's kind of like this dance that we're all doing all of the time um 
looking for the next person that is important or we're drawn to to try to figure it out. And then you kind of like keep going. And I think that it's not, yeah, like it's not about love. It's about the, you have to like, it's the universe. The universe doesn't care. It's about the connection. Yeah, the universe doesn't care. The universe is serving the biggest purpose. The biggest, it, it is everything. So like you are fulfilling your tiny, tiny, tiny little role with your tiny little soul and everyone else is doing their little soul thing and you guys just once in a while are like, hey, I think I've met you before. Didn't I meet you like 9,000 years ago in Egypt? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, love that. Okay, bye. See you next time. Um, And I do think there's like a familiarity because like even when you and I, we've become friends over the years, like our friendship deepened our understanding of each other. But I have so many, I've had so many other friends that I was just as close to as you at other points and I wasn't as in tune with them as, as you and I are. You and I know literally what the other is thinking sometimes and can say it. We, we can call each other when the other person is about to. Like there's a level of frequency where, and we do the same thing with Ray, where I think there's something else where our souls know each other on a level that we, our consciousness, isn't even fully aware of. Well, and, and that also just shows how different each relationship with each of your soulmates can be because like Mm -hmm. I have a handful of people that I would consider my soulmates but not my dynamic with each of them is not the same like our soul connection is not the same as the one with this friend that I'm talking about or any other friend that I have it's it's just unique to each other and you know it kind of also just shows that I guess like in reference to seven if I'm using him as an example as of one of mine it also shows that soulmates are not without their issues you know that just kind of is a testament to the you know the imperfections of soulmates that that it does exist so you know we're just not meant to be every lifetime like every lifetime maybe you guys make it further you know what I mean and there's other people that with each time you're learning more you just didn't learn it quick enough and it's like all right next lifetime I'm going to try to learn this lesson a little bit quicker um and snag it while I can but there's I think you know, maybe the first time, lifetime around, you guys hated each other and absolutely despised each other and couldn't even be in the same room. And then as time goes on, you know what I mean? I think that souls kind of bond. And again, that's just my theory. I'm, I'm not, you do not have to take this. And you might be listening to me like, I think you're a fucking idiot. I don't know. But I really think that with each one, you kind of teach somebody something and your relationship grows each time you encounter them in every lifetime and all depending on who they are and who you are and your dynamic and everything well and that's and that's like also just kind of a testament to like it being not always about love you know like love isn't always enough and it doesn't really have to do with that like soulmates doesn't have a positive or a negative connotation to it it's just it's just a fact about your relationship with this person and it is something that Truly, if you know, you know. Finding soulmates and soul connections is what I'm living for. Like, that's truly what I'm living for, literally. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm looking for all of the time. And it's not just with other people or significant others. It's with anything, my house, my car, my job. Like, if I don't have an instant connection to it, like, you know that feeling when you walk in, you you go apartment hunting, you're hunting, you look at all these different ones, and all of them, yeah, some of, most of them are pretty nice. But until you land on the one that you're like, nope, this is it. I know it. And it it may not look aesthetically perfect, but you just know. And then Mm -hmm. you make it what it is and you fall in love with it. No, I think I I totally agree. I think it's, you you definitely, you have to trust your gut on those types of feelings. And you also can't force it because again, it's not who you, who should be a soulmate. So there's some people that you're going to be like, oh, I wish that like we were best friends or we're, we're inseparable or whatever. And you can say it and tell everyone you want, but that can, you can't fake that connection or trick yourself or teach yourself into that connection. It's something else. It's just a different thing. Um, and even now, definitely not without fault. Like I, I would like to say that Ricky and I, I think, I, I think that Ricky and I have been in lifetimes together before. I think this is the first time we've ever been in a romantic relationship like in our lives like I feel like other lifetimes I don't know if we were friends if we were family like who we were but this feels like it's our first time working this out this (laughs) dynamic but we we do have a connection where it's like I I know I oh I can hear in my head what he's 
gonna say before he says it and not just like with standard things with anything like all the time almost always um I mean, this is not about Ricky. It's more about me. But Katie and I, on multiple occasions, either I text her or she texts me. She's like, how about this? And I was like, Katie, shut up. Like, stop being in my head. Like, that's what I was going to say and actually text you as well. So it really – the other day when we did our um, our Let's Get Loud, Let's Get Proud episode. Oh, yeah. I literally – we were talking about titles. I had said that one. That That's what I thought in my head that I wanted. And then as I sent the text to you, I heard in my head, let's get loud. And I was like, or we could name it J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get loud. I Katie sent that to me, and I had already copied and pasted the link to J-Lo's let's get loud Which is why I YouTube heard it. video. And I was – I mean, you know, the rest you can figure out. But yeah. but that's that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we have gotten to that point. You know, like we definitely, there was like something, because Katie and I weren't like, when we first met, we've talked about this before too, but we weren't like, I don't know, we just like didn't, we didn't. And then all of a sudden we were like, okay, yeah, like sure. And I don't recall. It just, it just happened. Which is how, which is what's funny is that I think every person in my life that I have like that soul type of connection. I don't actually remember when we became friends per se. Like I remember some early memories and the first few times I met you or saw you, but I don't remember how, I don't remember exchanging phone numbers. I don't remember texting. I don't remember talking to each other in the beginning. Uh, I'm like that way with Ray and with Ricky too. I, I don't remember any of that. And and with my friend T who lives in Alabama who mm-hmm. I have the same connection with. Um, and she's a good example. She freaking moved to Alabama. Some people you're not meant to <sighs> sucks. T, can you move back? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I just don't remember. It just it's, feels like one day they were there. Right. And that's I mean, I think maybe that is part of the I don't wanna it's a little bit of a slippery slope. I don't wanna go too far into like the rom com <laughs> like part of it, but it does really feel like there's no question. It's easy. Like it's just Yeah, it just happens. It just happens. There's no resistance or like push pull or like power dynamic you just are and for me like it's going back to the feeling of like peace and tranquility it's like a very grounding energy to be around so for me like the people that I would consider my soulmates like I still keep in touch with Mm -hmm. to this day because I'm like I need that calming energy like I need to if I'm like all over the place part of the reason why we didn't even mention that we are in like a random blizzard right now but I was like, we were considering doing a Zoom today, and there were multiple reasons why I decided to just, you know... Fuck the lemons and bail? Yeah, pretty much, and just say fuck it and, like, just come over anyway and risk life and limb. The part of it was, like, I need to be, like, a ground grounding energy. I need to be in human interaction. I need to... Because I am a little all over the place right now. And, you know, I, I still continue to keep in touch with people to this day that have that energy that I feel like we have a soul connection and that's just what keeps me going thank god yeah and that's honestly that's the thing it's what I thought I was always looking for a soul mate but I'm really just on like a soul journey Mm -hmm. like that is and the way that you were describing that's what I do too that's that's my that's everything Mm -hmm. to me in general I mean I like it's not worth it if you don't feel it in your soul for us like it's it's really just not even worth the work I mean and not to say that there's anything wrong with those things, you know, like any of the things that we may pass up. But it's really just like if it really matters to us, we are going to make sure that it fulfills us because it really is our life preserver. Like if mm-hmm. we don't have that, I would be a hot mess. I don't know. All I'm already frantic. I can't. <laughs> I need the energy, the grounding energy. Yeah, like I feel like right now especially – the world is is so insane that it's important to to not get so caught up in what you think is important including like finding a soulmate or doing any of that stuff because like we said we're always gonna from here on out every episode will come back to it's just a construct uh it's it's actually not a thing um you can take of it what you will and if you believe in your soul's journey or your soul's destiny or people having pieces of your soul i think all of that is totally fine but the fact that there is one person out there meant for you and that you are not complete until you find them or that you will no longer be complete without them if mm-hmm. you lose them yeah. is 
all of that is so wrong. You are your own soulmate and you're good enough for yourself. And there's other people that have a little piece of your soul and it will feel really good when you get to connect with them and it will feel really bad when you lose them. But you're not, in, you're not, you're not, um, you can still function totally fine. Just like if you lose like a finger, you can still carry on living your life. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth the, it's worth the effort. But just remember that you can't rush the process. Like it's not something you can just find. You just have to kind of, be patient and remember that it's not about the love. It's not about the label or whatever. It's just about the feeling that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And when I find it, I'm like, oh my God, I need that. Please, I need to be around your energy because it's soothing for me. Mm-hmm. It's all about that. Oh yeah, every time I've ever met anyone like that, I, I instantly try to hang out with them as much as possible, mm-hmm. and and I and I will until they until they typically till they leave me. Um, <laughs> till we smother them with that's love. That's the way it typically goes. Uh, like, I, you know, there's certain people that, um, yeah, that it, it just never, you that feeling is always there. Um, and I mostly have, honestly, like, friends like that. I really didn't date, <laughs> didn't date anyone like that. Um, most of my people are all just, like, friends that I, that moved or whatever. And um, that connection will always be there. I just, I don't get to see them every day. So it's, it's definitely not the same. It feels like a little piece of you is just missing and that's mm-hmm. I think what the the yearning and the longing is for and I I kind of feel like that's where the criticism comes for myself because I try not to think of myself as like this pathetic weak person that is just like on my knees begging for love and, and but connection you're not. you're not no I know but that's what that's what I tell myself you know mm-hmm. I'm like don't be a longing yearning person like that's embarrassing mm-hmm but that's truly how it feels. Like it feels like when you don't have that energy around you, but you know how fulfilling it is for you, you're just like, oh my God, I need it though. I I want it right now and I can't have it. Well, that's where, and see, this is the thing. That's where though, like every time you're, you feel that longing, turn it in on yourself and start learning more about yourself to fulfill that. Because honestly, that was the only thing that ever made me feel, and to this day, that ever makes me feel somewhat satisfied is to learn more about myself get my own get another chart reading get another reading do more do tarot on myself do something meditate do anything that I can go inward and think about dissect my own soul and where especially past life regressions past life meditation all of that stuff like your soul in and of itself is an entire book read that book don't even worry about anybody else's book because that's the thing is like it, I think we all take ourselves for granted so much like we think that we're just these simple things and we're so complex and we look at others as so interesting and mysterious and like we are the interesting mysterious ones so like get to know yourself every time you feel that longing of like I need someone else to fulfill me it's like no you definitely need something but find it within yourself it's there somewhere just find it because it's also I think when you are more in tune with yourself that's when that's why when people are always like when you stop looking you'll find someone I think where that myth began is when you're getting to know yourself other people who are the same soul as you or uh, have a connection to you are going to be more drawn to you like if you're living in a space of chaos and white noise I feel like that can kind of like block out the connection that someone could be in the same room as you and they're not going to feel your energy because you are so not even your own energy you're something else I don't know if I'm making any sense but no I get it and I I do understand like I I keep in mind I try to keep in mind the notion that you know don't focus so much on other people or whatever like come back to myself it's it's a little bit of a pickle just because like I I do that all the time you know like I'm very introspective especially when I'm feeling overwhelmed and it doing that does calm me like when I have a couple of moments to myself I can come to a handful of epiphanies in like the matter of minutes and that's not a flex it's really just like when I take a second to just sit down Mm -hmm. and not be distracted by something I do see a lot of things and things become very clear the other part of that I think is just where I'm at right now specifically is because I'm trying to learn so much about myself there is an element of other people that need to kind of be a part of that in order for me to learn about myself because there's only, I, I've said this before where, you know, with certain things, there's only a point you can get to where you need another person to kind of learn more about yourself. You know what I mean? Like you need that relationship to kind of 
teach you some things. And that's what I'm going through right now with this whole reexamination of soulmates and like who is this person to me now and how I really do truly feel about them, with them, and you know that soul connection whatever it's hard it's like it's a chicken or the egg it's kind of like happens somewhere in the middle in between focusing on yourself and looking for someone else to test out the lessons you've learned some it takes one to do the other and vice versa so I think it's somewhere in the middle of that the middle ground is where I think you can kind of thrive and and at least be centered enough with yourself Mm -hmm. to put out your own authentic energy that other people can feel it and be drawn to who you are and right. not whatever you're worried about or thinking about or um their soul connections doesn't mean you're just meant for one soul connection that's like think about this that's guys boring. that makes no sense it's like the people are like there's no way there's aliens it's like so there's just us yeah. we're the only planet like, like you only are like, you, do you have you ever taken probability or math like i know i didn't really take math but i did take probability and that's like not good statistics like it's no. just not well high like, likelihood. i can't even answer when people ask me what my favorite color is i'm like i have a connection to multiple colors that's what i mean but people are like but there's just one person for you in the whole no. world and it's like you're stupid I throughout love, time and space uh insane no there's so many so i love crazy. so many things and so many i love ways. them all i really if do. anyone's familiar with that old svu episode of that lady who looked like she she was 12 but she was actually 30 and she kept dating high school guys and she said i love them all well it's funny because that was how Kate, we referred to katie back when she was looking for her soulmate <laughs> i love them all um okay so with that let's um move into our diamonds of the week because um you know honestly it's it's always a bleak week no my my week has been pretty good um i've been on spring break from school so i really shouldn't complain and um I'm going to do a preemptive diamond so that I have Uh-oh. to like, so that I feel like I have to stick to it. Well, you know, Katie, we were 0 for 2. We've done that twice. Really? What was that? Yeah. Our first one was when you said you were going to create a vibe for Christmas and that night you like, not, something happened and like you never yeah, I did didn't. it. I did. And then another but I did one, ultimately do it. Another one was when I said I was going to watch King Richard on HBO. Couldn't <laughs> wait. Turns out I didn't have HBOs and, I, and then they took it off HBO when I got it. So I've never seen it to this day. It really wasn't that good. Um, so well, just tread lightly is what I'm saying. Okay. You know what? No. All right. Fine. I'll go with a, I'll, I'll go with a diamond that already happened um, to be a little stitious. So um, we finally got a sideboard in my sideboard um, in my... <laughs> People have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, sideboard is like a buffet. It's like a mid-century, you know, like a console, like a like a like a bar. I don't know, like whatever. It's what like the fuck ever? Like it's a thing. It's furniture. It's like a thing that you would see in someone's dining room that they store like extra plates and stuff in. But uh, we finally got one. We've been looking for one forever, and it's just like a relief. My one that I was gonna say preemptively, I'm just gonna say it not as a diamond, mm-hmm. but just to hold me to it. Mm-hmm is that I am dusting myself off. I'm going to start personal training Ray and training myself while I'm at it. And we start on Tuesday. So see a little before me. (laughs) See you on the other side. Yeah. Actually, when this comes out, yeah, I'll already be dead. So (laughs) (laughs) knock on wood. We did just talk about the portal of hell in this episode too. So please don't come for us. Um, So my diamond is really, you know, just... A look into who I am. My diamond is, this is not an ad, but it is honest tea. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So Don't tell me, child. It's not just about honest tea because that's always a diamond for me. It's not just this week. But this week in particular, this week in particular, so my little journey with honest tea, sponsor us if you hear us. Oh, I would love that. Is that I can't buy honest tea in bulk, okay? So there's that. No one can. No one can. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Target. They tease. They sometimes will have like three. Tease the tease. They. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Katie. (laughs) I mean, how do I even follow up from such a such a masterpiece? Um, Anywho, so you can't buy it in bulk, right? But they do tease me. (laughs) They do, and. What's my point again? Okay, so what I'll do is if I can't, I will then go across the street to Wawa and look like a psychopath and buy four or five of them at a time. Singular individual bottles. I roll up to the counter and I'm like, yep, these are for me. Please ring me up. Don't ask questions. I don't care. It's worth the sweet nectar to look like a fool. But last week, 
I will have you know I was in Target. I was exiting very sad because there was no honest tees there. I was out. And lo and behold, like, you know those, um, the little, like, refrigerators at the cashier? Yeah. They never have the half and half flavor. Ever, 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 ever. It's always green tea. Ugh. I look down and it is stocked. Like, wow. bottom shelf stocked fully of just the half and halves. And I almost pissed my pants. I was like, what a holy day. shit. What a treat. I, you should have seen me with my basket. I was like, how many do I need? Okay, maybe like three. No, probably four in case I have company. But in that case, I need six because then it's going to be like me and like them. Company. And then... <laughs> Because I realized, I was like, I don't, like, people don't come to my house. No. But I just had a friend over the other day, and I ha- I was like, I have nothing to offer you. Well, next time there, you. you're going to, you better give me an honesty. Well, that's why now I can have a good excuse to keep 12 of them in my fridge at all times in case, you know, I have a visitor or if it's just me, you know, who You're knows? literally my mom. Um, <laughs> that's what you call it. We're from the 90s. Yeah. So my diamond is that I got seven individual <laughs> teas. Wow. What a week. What a week. What a wild time. <sighs> honestly, I mean, I I can't I honesty has been my one of my favorite things on this planet. It's number 1 for like probably 7 or 8 years, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um it's tried and true. And it it is hands down the best, the best. tea out there. You heard Snapple, it here first. You wish. I'm sorry. Like I was a diehard Snapple. Like we both were. We both actually were mm-hmm. when we first met. We were very. We were Snapple sisters, Snapple mm-hmm. ladies. And then Honest Tea came on the scene, and we were like, wait. I even drank Snapple Apple. That was crazy. Ooh, that's bleak, Katie. I know. That's I mean, crazy. Um. So. All wow. right. So if you want to send us some Honest Teas, um, send it to our PO box. No, we don't have one. Just like she sent DM us, and we'll we'll accept it. Yeah. Um. All right, in the meantime, feel free to, let's see how we go with this. Feel mm. free to go follow us on Instagram at We Don't Know Her Pod. Send us a DM. You can also head over to iTunes and Spotify, rate, subscribe, and review. Five stars only. Say how amazing we are. We have gotten some reviews, not a lot, but some. <laughs> and I some is better than none. And yeah, I would, we're grateful. But, but we do one more. And if not a review, at least a five star. I mean, come on, guys. Because some dick bag out there rated us one star. <laughs> and like it just won't come back up. Anyway, um, you can also follow us on TikTok at We Don't Know Her Pod. Sometimes the kids like us there. Sometimes they don't. And you can send us an email at we don't know her pod at gmail.com with any party requests or inquiries. Mostly nothing in there, I but mean, you know. Here's an idea. Maybe you can email us about why you don't email us. Yeah, Tell there us you go. Why. Tell there us you why go. you don't want to contact us. Yeah. Or honestly, like, it's weird. We don't, I mean, I don't want to jinx ourselves, but we don't even get hate mail. Like, I we know. don't even get any mail. Like, and I think it's like worse to get like no mail than even hate mail. I know. I know. We I mean, only had like one really rude comment on TikTok from like probably a bot. Like, I don't know. That was really funny, though. (laughs) You just said, why is this so boring? (laughs) So shout out to that person, because I do low-key love that. Um, But, yeah, but other than that, yeah, just, like, um, (laughs) follow us. Okay, Okay, bye. Bye.